You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long, though I know not its measure. That's from Psalm 71, 15. And the other verse I want to read you is we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders that he has done. Psalm 78, 4. And that, my friends, is why we're here today. We are instructed in scripture to tell of what the Lord has done in our lives. He works in every one of us. Our stories matter. Your story matters. And today I want to introduce you to Anna Mitchell, and she's going to share what the Lord has done in her life. So Anna, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll jump in. Yeah. Hi. First of all, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. In um, February 2017, I had a mammogram done. I received my results in the mail and they were negative and I threw my letter away as I do every year. And thank God that, you know, everything was fine. Three months later, I was diagnosed with stage three inflammatory breast cancer and it was in 11 lymph nodes. So as you can imagine, I was completely devastated and, you know, my family was devastated and we, I didn't know which way to turn. And it, it was a really bad time because it was just so unexpected. So jump back. How did you, you went for the mammogram, the routine mammogram. Yes. You, you got a clear health. Yes. And then three months later, did you start to feel something or why did you go in? I did. I, I felt these lumps in my breasts, but they weren't hard. And when you go, when you're, you know, feeling for, um, like cancer, it's usually hard as a rock. I don't know if you're aware of that, but when a doctor's feeling your breast, they're, they're checking to feel like, um, uh, like a rock feeling and my tumors were soft. So I was just, Oh, it can't be cancer. My tumors are soft. So I kind of just ignored it. I thought maybe they were cysts or, you know, whatever, um, something funky as sometimes we get things that are in there that should be in there. <laughs> but, and then I started to see some redness. Um, around my, you know, on my breast around my nipple and stuff. So I, that's when I really got concerned and went to the doctor and had an ultrasound done and it was confirmed that it was cancer. So, yeah, but inflammatory breast cancer isn't usually diagnosed until it's stage three or four, because it's very aggressive. So of course, as you can imagine, it was this complete shock. Yeah. And I was devastated and I didn't know which way to turn. And I wasn't as from at the beginning, I wasn't, um, depending on God, I decided to, that I needed a quick fix. I thought, Oh my gosh, I want this out of my body and I want it out now. And then I remembered everything I heard about marijuana and I thought, Oh my gosh, I need to get as much as possible. And that's what I did. I was eating edibles. I was doing drops. I was, it was just a temporary fix and yeah. Okay. It made me feel okay for, you know, an hour or whatever, but then when it wore off, I was back to being devastated. So that is when I decided I was going to turn to God because I just felt hopeless. And I thought, you know what? I need you God and I'm going to surrender to you. And that's what I did. My focus became 
quickly because hearing you have stage three cancer and it's an 11 lymph nodes changes you drastically. Okay. That was enough for me to know. So I battled my battle without really listening too much to the, what the doctors had to say, because I focused on my inner strength and God only. I kept all negativity out of my life completely out. I focused on my inner strength and I would talk to my body. I would talk to every organ, everything in my body and told them to stay strong and to work together. And this is temporary. And, 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 you know, and then I would praise them and I tell them how proud I am for, you know, fighting and, and, and things like that. And I would also, but I would also talk, talk to the cancer, but I would scold it, tell them that it's not going to win. But, uh, that's how I, I chose my, the way to battle. That sounds for at first thought, it sounds a little strange, but then if we look at scripture and we think that the power of death and life is in the tongue and that we are supposed to speak life, that actually makes a lot of sense, right? It's, it's actually scripturally sound. I remember a couple of years ago, I heard this little jingle, this gal had done on YouTube and she sang this little, every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. And I thought that is a great thing to teach our children too, is this little like remembering that God created us well and that um, to speak life and to speak health. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Prior to my diagnosis, though, I, I just, I, I was, I loved God. I loved Jesus. I didn't have the greatest relationship with him. I didn't read my Bible. I never have gone to, I never went to a Bible study. I rarely went to church, but things changed. I needed him dressed, you know, I needed him. I surrendered to him. I threw my life into his hands and um, I battled with him and I couldn't have battled without him you know, so that's, I clung to him and, and there you go. Okay. So you made the conscious decision that I am going to cling to God to get me through this, but did you have a foundation of faith? Like where you weren't currently walking with the Lord, but you, did you have some sort of family foundation? Yes. I called myself a Christian um, because I was raised as a Christian and I would I did. I, I talked to him and I prayed to him and I loved him, but that was about the extent of it. But then, you know, so yeah, so I did have a Christian base. And what was your family structure at this time? Did you have children at home or did you live close to your family, extended family? Yeah, I had been married for 18 years. Um, I have a, well, at the time my boys were late teens and early teens. So yeah, so and they were um, here helping me and supporting me. And, and yeah, and I have sisters and friends that were my rock that, you know, I couldn't have done without. So yes, thank God I had support. Because some people don't some people and you know what, we got to just really pray for them. Because you really need it. It's such, you know, a hard time in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's when you were going through your reactions, I imagine part of weighing into that is not only its effect on you, but what will this mean to the rest of my family and my children and my husband and, and everybody? Yeah. What were you 
feeling uh, as far as did you feel hopeful that there would you knew God was going to be your strength you proclaimed him that he would be your strength did you feel hope at that point that he would heal you I did I was speaking it out of my mouth that he was going to heal me because I didn't have a choice not to and did I believe it I did believe it did I really think it was going to happen the way it did absolutely not but we'll get to that but yeah he um your mind is extremely powerful. God is extremely powerful. And you put those two things together, you feel there's no losing, if that makes any sense. Once you get to that point, I'm a very strong and positive person. Not everybody is. And I understand that. And I've been helping a lot of people get through that. But you know, half the battle is, is mental. So you got to keep your mind strong throughout it and very positive. And, you know, like I said, God is number one, though, got to keep them close. Okay, so you knew that your faith was going to carry you and you believed God for his promises, but you also went forward with some of the traditional steps that that you do once you get that diagnosis. What steps did you take? Yes, I started off with five months of chemo. Uh, the first two months were was extremely aggressive because my cancer was so aggressive. And then after that, I had a double mastectomy. And as I was healing from my double mastectomy is when I was, I had my physical healing from God. Even though I was healed three days later, I had a CT scan to start radiation. Um, And of course the results came back negative as I knew they would, but it was such a struggle and battle because I didn't know what to do with it. I, it became almost like, who's going to believe me? Why did he choose me? And so I actually continued with treatment and did radiation. And some people ask, Hey, well, if the results were negative, why would you start, you know, radiation? Well, it's protocol for, for doctors just to make sure that it's gone. So they'll put you through the treatment, you know? So anyways, but the, the amazing part of that story is about a week or week and a half before my um, radiation was to be completed, to be finished, the doctor came to me and said, you know what? There's absolutely nothing there. So I'm going to stop treatment as of now. And I about passed out because I knew that was coming from God. That was not coming from, I mean, it came from her, but God spoke to her and told her, Hey, stop it. It was amazing. So God was in my journey. And let me tell you throughout, throughout, you know, the entire time. And Oh, so amazing when you know it's him. So you said mastectomy, but you also said it was in all your lymph nodes as well. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I, I don't have a medical mind and I don't have firsthand knowledge of this. So maybe you could explain more about the difference in that, why they went one method instead of another. Because my cancer was so aggressive, I had to do chemo first to control it. Everybody's journey is different the way, you know, so, um, I had to do chemo first to control it, uh, the tumors and the spreading and it was controlled. It wasn't growing anymore. So that's when I was able to have my mastectomy. So that's why some people do it's vice versa for some people. And what were your thoughts when you realized that you were going to have to go through that procedure? That's gotta be really, I mean, that's, that's a very big part of us as females, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's different. I, well, for me, it 
didn't bother me that much to lose my breasts because I felt there was cancer in them. It was negative. It was, I wanted it out, out of my body. You know what I mean? I, I know that's kind of hard to wrap around your mind, but it's different when you're in it. And what I was actually worried and fearful about was the surgery because I've never had a major surgery before. So that was my main concern. And that was a lot of prayer because I felt like, is my body strong enough to go through this? Am I going to wake up? Am I going to die? Like I, you know what I mean? That that was the hardest part for me was actually preparing myself for the surgery versus losing my breasts. But I ended up with um, implants, which they're back. (laughs) <laughs> but in a different way. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I, I remember when I was a newlywed, I think I was volunteering for a thing at our church and sitting next to this woman in her seventies, I think. And she randomly just out of the blue had nothing to do with what we were volunteering, volunteering for. She turned to me and said, you know, I had breast cancer once. And I am so thankful that I had it because Mm -hmm. that was a place where they could just simply cut it off. And so she, it was so, I remember that's always stuck in my mind. It was so random out of the blue, this little lady says to me this, and she said, you know, I'm thankful it wasn't in a different area because this made it very straightforward. And and this was, boy, almost 30 years ago. And So that was a different time. And I'm sure the precision and and the standard and protocol was much different, you know, back then Uh, that could have even when it happened, when she went through it, it may have been 50 or 60 years ago, you know, but I thought, wow, that's, you know, we need to remember to stay positive and thankful, give thanks in all circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. That there's a reason. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of alluded to earlier, speaking positively and speaking life to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Were there other ways that you like fought that battle and stayed in there? Did you memorize a lot of scripture or was there any scripture that spoke to you specifically? After the fact, but not during. I um, watched a lot of Joel Osteen because he was very positive and I needed that at that time. So I just literally focused on inner strength, talking to my body, God, and that was literally it. And I wasn't listening to anything negative. I mean, in fact, I'm going to mention this in case somebody else is going through it, but my cousin is like a sister to me, same age, we're same age. And uh, I, she was so negative and wanted me to do things her way, not my way. And she felt she was wanting to control my situation. So I literally had to boot her out of my life until I was healed or, you know, out of my journey. And that was the hardest thing to do because I love her so much. And I do, and we're, we're talking today and I forgave her because I love her, but it happens a lot with uh, family and friends and things like that. But that's how much I kept negativity out of my life. Like I didn't care who it came from. I just wanted to have nothing but positivity and God. Cause it's hard. Battling is the hardest when you're fighting for your life. 
it, it's so hard and mentally in the first place, right? So you've just got to dig deep and stay strong. And, you know, I know I'm making it sound easy, but it was easy for me because like I said, I've been, a, I'm always been a very strong person, uh, but it's not easy for everybody. So um, just, you know, my advice to others is to just keep talking, get your mind positive first before you start talking to your body get your mind strong and don't allow any negativity into it and just keep repeating to yourself everything positive and then start talking to your body and do this all out loud don't you have to say it out loud because when you say it out loud you tend to believe it and the more you hear it you're, you're, you're really becoming stronger and really believing what you're saying and your body believes it. So that's just what I did. I mean, I didn't learn from any books. I didn't read any books. I just literally just did this myself. That's how I got through my journey. I think sometimes when we read books or that, that there's a temptation to follow the thing that that person did. And I think you're right to say that instead we're focusing on God and what he's done for us and his, you know, for I know the plans for you declares the Lord promises to prosper you and to show you hope and a future where if we're focusing on another person, a, a book, a, something somebody else did, we might get our eyes off Jesus and be looking for the things he did for other people and not the promises he gave to me. Now, I've never gone through what you've gone through, but the, the thing I could picture in my mind as you were describing that and the focus is childbirth. And, you know, when you are in labor and you see this road ahead and you think, okay, let's be honest, this is going to hurt. This is not going to feel good. You know, am I, and, and even unknowns, am I going to throw up? Am I going to... Yeah. yell, whatever. And, and I became in each one of my childbirth experiences, I became very focused, you know, the lights were low, the noise was out. I had as few people as possible in my room, because I had a job to do. And I was focusing on that. And so I can imagine that is somewhat the same thing in you are going to focus on your body and healing and strengthening it like that. Because like you said, I think you mentioned it's for a season. This is not something that is forever. It's for a season and you're going to focus on it for that time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So did you, you lost your hair and all of those typical things It's right now uh, we're on a video uh, visit and your hair is long and beautiful and and it hasn't you said this was 2017 it wasn't that long ago yeah that was the hardest part for me was losing my hair I didn't want to lose my hair <laughs> kind of silly because it grows back right but it's tough it was so tough I um was even thinking about doing this cool capping capping where you wear this cool cap during chemo and it helps you keep your hair so you don't lose it but it's not a guarantee and it's really expensive so anyway so I didn't end up doing that when I'm so thankful I didn't because my hair probably would have been full of chemicals or things like that you know and I got all fresh new hair 
It's just kind of how I feel now. But at the time, oh my gosh, it was the worst struggle. It was horrible. I didn't want to lose my hair, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, none of it. I didn't want to, but I didn't have a choice. My hair was really super long at the time. So I was able to donate it. And so I decided to donate it to a child in need. And that's what got me through knowing that I was helping hopefully, you know, a child, I was trying to visualize a child with my hair. And that's the only thing that got me through. Well, God, of course, you know, prayer, 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 but it was tough. That was, that was a battle for me. So your prayer life grew a lot. Like you, before this, you were more just dabbled in prayer a little bit, prayed just every now and then, and this solidified your prayer life, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I surrendered fully and I learned to fully trust him because like I said, I didn't have a choice not to. I, he became my everything and he still is. And yeah. And I just prayed and, and was reading scripture at, you know, just random scriptures and focusing on him and in his, in him. And so, yeah. Did you have any mentors who like, um, support group? Was there anything local for you? Maybe the hospital referred you to or your church? There was, but I decided that I felt I didn't need them. I did accept at Breastlink where I had my treatment done, asked if I would like some volunteers to call me for support, to talk to me that had the same type of breast cancer as me. And and I thought, well, okay, well, they're survivors. It'd be nice to talk to a survivor with the same type of cancer. Well, when they called, I, I felt stronger than them. Um, I heard pity in their voice. I, I heard the sympathy and it bothered me so badly. And I literally cut the conversation short in a nice way to get off the phone because it was really bothering me. So um, that was it. But I did try to talk to somebody, but uh, it didn't really work out. So tell me, you did not connect or click with that person that was sent to you as a support group or a support person. Is Mm -hmm. there, can you suggest any sort of a way that I could befriend someone and encourage them and pour into them? If I had a friend that had the same diagnosis, what are some things that we can do as sisters in Christ to pour into our friends at this hard time of their life? Just like I've been saying, you know, lean on God, make him your number one, because yes, you can battle without him. Okay. But it's just going to be so much harder and so much longer. And why, right? He's just amazing. Let go of the little things. Don't stress about, don't stress. You can't, you can't, you cannot. I know, I know it's hard. It's easier said than done. Trust me. I know I get it. I've been through it. But just keep yourself as positive as possible. Do not, you know, um, worry about the little things because they don't matter. And, and focus on your inner strength and focus on God and know that he, he can heal you. He will heal you. And all those little things that are positive are from him and know that and receive it. Did you do a lot of things to pamper yourself, like to just... To renew when you were tired? During my uh, aggressive uh, uh, chemo treatments, I did. I I had to 
relax a little bit on the couch, but I didn't relax as much as you think that I did because the worse that I felt, the stronger I became and I had, would have to get to my feet. So for instance, one, one morning I felt like I was in bed and I felt like the life was just being sucked out of me. No kidding. And, and, and it was the worst feeling ever. And I thought, get to your feet. So I literally rolled myself out of bed and it took a, it took a while and I got myself to my feet. I threw my hands up in the air and I praised God and I thanked him for his help. And that is literally how I battled. Like I said, the worse I felt, the stronger I became because I didn't know what else to do really. And I figured my doctor, let me back up a little bit. My back, my doctor did mention at the very beginning, my doctor mentioned that 50% of the battle is mental. I clung on to those words. And that is when I decided, okay, you know what? God, 50% mental. (laughs) Let's do this. So that's where it all came from. I think about that song that says, this is how I fight my battles. Is it, I don't know who sings it, but anyway, so we're fighting our battle. And um, a lot of that is through prayer and worship. And when you're saying you're just barely being able to get out of bed, but when you do, you lift your hands and you praise God for what he has done. Um, Those are proclaiming him and, and worshiping him for those things that he's doing in your life. Yes. Amen. Uh Exactly what I did. But God doesn't always heal everybody, right? Physically here on this earth. We know that someday when we get to heaven, we'll have a new body. But sometimes the story doesn't end like yours has. Some, some do have beautiful stories to tell and they know that God, it was, you know, their healing was in a different way and, you know, positive results and test results and things like that. And they know they're from God, which I believe they are too. No, not everybody ends up fortunate, you know, so fortunate. And so it's a heartache, you know, what, why did God heal you and not others? I'm sure that's something mentally you are working through, or you have worked through is that why did your story end differently than someone else's? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm asked that quite often because people want answers. After my healing, I did battle. I did struggle for a very long time, months and months and months, wondering why, why did this happen to me? Why did he heal me and not so many other people that lost their lives? I don't know. I don't know why he chose me, but I do know that he knows. And I know that one day I will get my answer. And that's all I can say because I'll never know why. But your response is to say, thank you, Jesus, for your healing power. And let me now be a voice that shares what what you've done for me. I was reading a few scriptures when we started out here, you know, my mouth will tell of your righteousness, though I know not its measure. You know, sometimes we don't know these things and and we're not going to know until we're going to get to heaven, all the details, but we can as a response, look to him and encourage other people to look to him when they're going through trials of their lives. 
Absolutely. And that's my new journey in life. And that's what I'm doing. And I will speak to anyone that will listen and let people, the world know that he is real and he heals. So yes, a new beginning for me. And I, I thank God every day and, and I praise him and, and, and honor him and will for the rest of my life. So what's your relationship with God like today? I still have a lot of growing to do. I mean, I, I'm very honest and real. Of course, I trust him fully, man, completely in everything. And it's really an amazing life to live that way because I did not live that way before. He's my everything. He's my best friend. Um, I still have a lot of growing to do. I still need to read my Bible more. I do go to church a lot more. I started a um, Bible study, but I'm not there every week. I mean, I'm very raw and real. Yeah, he's just an amazing God. Now you have a Facebook page and then you also have Instagram and those are both called It Was Not My Time. Yes, all my social media uh, names is the same as my book. It's called It Was Not My Time. So yes, if you'd like to talk to me, contact me, if you have any questions, anything you need from me, please contact me and I'll be here for you. So what I think is really beautiful about your story is that you went in maybe not super steady and strong in your faith, but that was not something that stopped you from growing in it. And I think sometimes we look at our situation in our life where we are exactly at this moment, or we spend a lot of time looking back and we say, God, I'm not prepared for this. I, I was not ready for this. And I look at my life now and I say, I cannot do this right now. And what your life is showing and is testament to is that you forgot what was lying behind and you looked for what was ahead. You trusted God for the future. And instead of saying, I'm not strong enough and, and God, I wasn't ready for this. You embraced the future that God had for you and the promises and the hope. And I think we can all be encouraged by that in that no matter what we face today, if it's cancer, if it's um, a divorce, if it is an estranged child or, you know, a, a house situation, God will give you what you need. He will equip you for your future. And by clinging to him, by pouring yourself into him and finding your all and all in him. That's where our strength lies. And that's why your story is so important and is can be such an encouragement to other women. Yes, that was my journey. And, and um, God is just, wow, he's an amazing God, you guys. And I pray that, you know, he, he helps you through whatever you're going through. Well, let's pray. I just... I'm so glad that you shared your story with us today, and I pray that it will just bring hope and encouragement to the ladies that are listening. Dear Father, I thank you so much for the things that you give us in our life. Sometimes they're hard, sometimes they're ugly, and sometimes we just don't even know what to do with them, but you saw it, you knew it, and you prepared a way. Lord, I thank you for these trials that you give us that draw us closer to you and help us to know you more. Lord, I pray for the women that are listening and even for ourselves, 
Lord, I pray that you will help us to know you more and to go deeper in our relationship with you, to know the God who made us and every cell in our body, every intricacy, Lord, we hand it over to you to be used for your glory and for your purpose. Lord, I thank you for what you've done and what you're going to keep doing in the future for your glory and in your name. Amen. Amen. So to recap, your book is called, It Was Not My Time. And your name is Anna Mitchell. And people can find your book over on Amazon or go to your website, itwasnotmytime.com. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it. And if anyone needs me, please reach out. I am here for you anytime. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.